What's up? What's up? What's up? This is your wine diva, Tierra. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. If you are loving the content that you are getting, please subscribe and invite your friends. Leave a happy comment and show some love. No pressure. You're great. (laughs) Sure. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hey, everybody. I am Tiara, aka T, your wine diva. And today I have a super, super special guest. Um, It is my dear friend, Hannah Deloach. I'm so excited. I feel like I haven't seen you in like ages. Yes. Yes. Like we've talked, but not like physically seen. Yes. Yes, it's been so long. So I'm super excited to have you on and kind of chat a little bit about like, you know, Hannah, she does filmmaking, she does commercial making, editing, all sorts of good stuff. I met her way back in the day at the good old Virginia Tech. And (laughs) (laughs) we're not going to talk about how many years that was. Yeah. But um, from like, taking film classes together, sometimes even like being in her, her film. So it was, it was a great time. She was way better at it than me. Or I'm going to throw that out there. Like <laughs> way, way better than me. Like all the good stuff. I don't so know we're going to talk that. a little bit about all the good stuff. And yeah. So for those who might not know who you are, Hannah, can you introduce yourself? Talk about what you're working on and what you're doing these days. All right. Well, these days I'm actually working at the local news station in Lynchburg. Um, I work on the commercial production side of it. So doing local commercials for organizations, different events. Um, And then we actually have a sales show here. So we cover different events in the whole area and different businesses kind of giving awareness to like more local, more local content. So, I mean, that's kind of, the broad spectrum of it, but I mean, I do like most of the shooting, editing, the whole kit and caboodle of all of it. So, oh it's a my lot gosh, can get. So, are you like practical. a one man band? Uh, basically, yeah. Um, oh gosh, yeah, we have to shoot it and edit it. So, I mean, sometimes we can kind of get help from others, but yeah, it's pretty much just like us one man. I'm used to like, at least back in school and like, I, that's the interesting part of it. It's like now it's like I'm doing everything when I'm used to like having like a crew and like a big amount of people and I'm just doing one little thing. Now I'm kind of doing all of it. So it's a little bit stressful. So <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But when you love what you do, it's not really work, right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Subjive. I mean, so yeah, but at the times it is, but I mean, of course, like with anything, it's a little stressed or just overwhelmed. That was me. Yeah. This week, so Glad fair enough. Off. It's it's but a hardworking industry. It really is. So, can you talk a little bit about how you got into wanting to do film and wanting to work in this industry? Well, we have to go all the way back to tech. Um. Uh, <laughs> um. No, I mean, I guess as a kid, I always did it. Like, me and my brothers, we always made, like, movies, you know, mm-hmm. home movies when we were little. Um, so, I mean, I always was interested in it. But, of course, oh, what did my computer just do? Oh, 
We're good. <laughs> no worries. I no longer have a Mac. I have a PC now. I'm sorry. <gasps> I know. It, it, hurt my soul. it hurt my soul. Oh. But I did. So I still love the computer. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've always liked doing it. Um, but, of course, that wasn't the smart thing, according to my family. So I went into, like, more medicine kind of realm when I first went to tech. Um, and then I met our friend Abby. Um, yes. Freshman year. And she was doing, well, I know, like, I had done, like, a comm class. Um, but she had done, like, a lighting project, and she needed help on it. And I just fell in love with lighting right then and there. So I was just like, you know what? I was like, I've always liked this. I'm just going to do it and say, screw everybody. I'm going for it. Um, so pretty much then and there, I switched from major over. Um, as far as just like, if I can like pick a moment, I will say like on what I wanted to do, lighting and camera wise. I have to thank the show Supernatural. Um, love that show. Really depressed that it's ending. Um, oh. April will be a dark, dark month for me. I think, yeah, April. Oh, gosh. Um, but, yeah, that <laughs> show kind of inspired me with, like, lighting design on kind of going into that. So that's the broad spectrum of it. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, guess it's always been involved in my life since I was a little kid. But yeah, I believe like I feel like a lot of times people find what they like really love at, at a young age. And it's always like outside kind of sources that are like, no, you can't do that. No, that's not like a, oh, yeah. a viable space to be in. But, you know, like I said earlier, when you love pay. what you do. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't pay. It's like it's like you're starving artists is always like the big thing. So. Right. And it's, it's, it's truly a thing. I've been there. I've lived it. But like, once you kind of get to a certain space, I find that if you put in your hard work, you put in the effort, you're going to get somewhere and you might not be like, you know, in Hollywood or whatever, but you're going to go get somewhere and you can find if you like put in that dedication and that time, like I've been doing a lot of these podcasts and I'm talking to people and I I'm finding like, they're like, Oh yeah, I've been, I was creating content for 10 years. And sometimes we don't see that like progression and we only see the end fact of like, Oh my gosh, this person's super famous now. And you're like, yeah. but they she were super, before, super yeah. Well, I yeah, think like exactly. I think it's more, I mean, just falling in love with just this ability to storytell. I mean, I, I do mm-hmm. like, do I wish that I was like in a different city right now? Yes, I do. Um, but I mean, it's still like being able to tell local stories is very interesting to me because you don't know anything about these people. So just being able mm-hmm. to really find the ability to storytell has always been interesting to me. So and I think it's kind of some people kind of get clouded with like the fame of it or whatever. It's just like, or just the publicity of it. And it's like, no, it's just like get back to the roots of what it actually is. And just give me a good story. So, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of lacking in today's film cinema. There's not as much storytelling. It's more just bottom dollar money. So, <laughs> that's a yes. story. <laughs> Speaking of storytelling, so what is your favorite movie 
I think I know what it is, but I want others. <laughs> Let's oh, let me go this way. Oh, wrong way. <laughs> right there. Titanic. Ah, um, Titanic. I have no shame. I don't care what anybody says. Um, funny thing is, at I don't think I ever told you this. Uh, tech, of course, it was more independent films. So when I right. said I love Titanic, I kind of got a little bit of judgment. Um, when I actually went out to LA for school, I said Titanic. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, that's awesome. It's like big budget. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's kind of the interesting spectrum right there is like independent versus like mainstream um, mm-hmm. commercial. Um, but yeah, I mean, Titanic is great all around. Um, store, like, the story is great. So I'm not going to deny that. Um, but I'd say like, just rich storytelling. Oop, that's that's hard. Um, there's a lot. I'd say probably one of my favorites is Warrior. Um, mm-hmm. Just because of the character. Um, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that attracts me to Supernatural. Yes, the two actors are very attractive. I'm not going to deny that. Um, but it's just like that character development between those two, like that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with warrior. It's, I guess I'm more attracted to things where it's like focusing on relationships. Um, just this, like the bond, well, kind of not the bond um, between the two brothers in that movie um, was just really good. So that's all I can think of right now. I may think of something later. I'm trying to like look on my wall to see if I have anything else. <laughs> like, I could pull out my little. I've got a DVD collection, and it's usually like yes, yes. the top ones I like. But yeah, I'd have to say Warriors like one of the top ones. But I mean, I honestly here recently kind of lean more towards television, just with their ability to like story tell with relationships. It's a lot stronger mm-hmm. than most movies that I've been seeing. So. So when you're talking about like storytelling versus, you know, just like trying to make a dollar, like what does that really look like? Uh, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. Love Marvel. Uh, well, some, but I mean, I guess I'm even still geared towards the ones. I mean, you can look at it. Marvel. You've got Iron Man. Thor, Hulk, I mean, they're more entertaining, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, if you go to, like, Captain America with the first one, I mean, it was, like, an origin story. Batman Begins, Dark Knight was great. It's like, but I prefer Batman Begins because it's an origin story of that. Um, I think most, like, bigger budget films and just pure action just are just there to entertain you. Which, I mean, any film should be, right. but I want the meat of the actual characters. I want to, like, get to know these characters. I want to know why I should care about these characters. And I feel like with a lot of Marvel movies, it's more about, ooh, big explosions or, like, just a big, mm-hmm. vast plot line as opposed to, like, centralizing into the characters and really focusing in on that, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I really like thinking like immediately when you think when I think of Marvel, I'm like, I have no idea who Hawkeye is. Like, I know nothing really about him. Although I know that he's supposed to get his own movie and his own spinoff. And I think um, 
Black Widow. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, it's big. And there are, I think it's very surface is probably the best way to yeah. put it. Like, yeah, they have relationships. You know that, like, you know, Tony Stark and, and Pepper Potts are together. Spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you haven't read a comic yeah, in like, the last but like you know it's it's very on the surface very let me like hit these buttons that the traditional person like really wants to key into but we're not taking a deep dive into the psyche of these people and um the hardship in their relationship and i think that is what real good storytelling is it's really about relationships which is kind of interesting because it ties back like it ties to business like people are so much like about making the dollar um, in like network marketing and any sort of like business. Sometimes there are people that are so much about that, that they're not taking that next step to like really connect with their, their potential client or customer. And now rather than having someone that could have been a lifer, they just have like that person that like bought that one thing and like peace out. And then like, they're never coming back. Well, it's just like, you never really know. It's like I said, you could be missing out on something great. So it's like there's a little detail if you just take enough time to kind of like mm-hmm. listen and figure it out. It's just like, I mean, with most like action films, you're not going to get any bit of plot or character development for them. It's just like they're just centralized on pretty much entertaining the audience. I mean, let's, what is it? Baywatch, utterly stupid movie, but entertaining uh, at the same time but i'm like you you get nothing really out of these characters mm-hmm. like, you you come out of the theater basically just being entertained but i'm like me personally it's like i want to come out of the theater crying my eyes out like a lot of people always made fun of me because i'm like yeah it's like i watched really depressing movies i'm pretty sure you're one of them um <laughs> i said it all through college like yeah do we have to watch yeah. requiem for a dream again <laughs> fantastic movie but again it's just like you're getting like these characters it's like and just seeing this yeah that's any movie by darren aronofsky what am i talking about um black swan good movie um it's you're getting the richest of these characters and it's like yes it's like you want to kind of have an escapism you want to like not feel as bad as the world is today i mean it has definitely changed over the years um (laughs) on the worst factor but i mean i still want like that catharsis in a sense Mm -hmm. from a movie it's just like and still too i do want my entertainment so it's like it's a mix for me but i mean i'm always gonna lend to i want to get to know these strong characters i'm like i'm sitting in here for two hours i want to connect to them for Right. So, and again, yes. I guess that's why I lean more towards television now because it's a longer platform and I can mm-hmm. fully connect to the characters, but it also depends on what the show is. So, yes. yeah. Okay. Peaky so Blinders, when it comes another good one too. <laughs> so when it comes to writing, so like, cause not only do you, you shoot and you come, you like do lighting. And if you've never seen, like, I don't know, do you have your shows on like, youtube or vimeo or anywhere like anything that you've worked on um i mean i have most of my photography up not like (laughs) i forget about like my student films because when i go back and look at them like wow that was terrible Uh, oh my gosh stop 
Stop it. She's done some great stuff. So we're going to put that on YouTube. We're going to have a conversation off, offline and we're going to talk about all of, all of that good stuff um, because you're going to get discovered and come out to Hollywood and like hang out with me. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Nice talking to you. No, I mean like a lot of um, my commercials here recently. One is on Facebook. It's um, it was with uh, it's a Christian music station here, The Journey. Um, so it was like a partnership ad. So I do have that. Um, but yeah, I guess most of my stuff is like more because I do photography too. Um, mm-hmm. That's predominantly what's like on my site. Um, I've got like my demo reel, so that does have. I'm not going to give you the full Oops. projects. So it's like right. my demo reel is actually on there with various stuff that I've shot. So, so yes, Love it. it is on the end. <laughs> Cause I think like with some people, like that love to do be creative. A lot of times they'll keep it for themselves. And it's really important if you, especially if you want to like try to get discovered, quote unquote, and in this technical age and this internet age, it's so much easier for that person that's like in the backwoods of like, you know, yeah. nowhere, Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know. Where. <laughs> like, Tennessee. There's some, some spots in Tennessee where you're like, where am I? Where I mean, ever like Virginia too, but like, you know, even in California, there's some like random spots. Like, how did I get here? But <laughs> you know, you can be from really anywhere, and as long as you stay oh, Skid Row, we're we're probably like we live like two miles from Skid Row. Like, it, it happens. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like where we live. I like, need, we're, okay, we're, I need to like come save you because I've been you there. Need to, you need to come visit. We're probably we're walking distance. Like, not super. Like, we usually take an Uber, but we're like could walk if we really wanted to to the Staples Center. Like, let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, yeah, it's like I've been to the Staples Center. It's not that bad around there. Yeah, it's, and it's like downtown is really being built up and they're they're doing a lot of work. Like, you know, when we tell people, because like my boyfriend's family, Justin, like his family's from LA and they're like, oh, you live in downtown, that's scary. But then they like come to our place and they're like, oh, snap. This is, it's coming yeah. up. Hey, like, but anyway, improvement, <laughs> like, <laughs> but going like completely off course, off tangent, but, um, totally fine. I love it. So what was I going to say? Um, doesn't matter where you're from, what you're doing, like you yeah. can, as long as you have like Wi-Fi or data, like you can totally put your stuff up there and get found by someone. But like, I think it's partially consistency and like determination and wanting to con- create and be yeah. able to create. So one of the things I want to ask is you've come up with some amazing like stories and plot lines. So what is your inspiration and kind of what is your, what is your process when it comes to writing? Like my inspiration. I have a crazy family. That's <laughs> um, no, I mean, honestly, it's like, yeah, I draw personally um, for everything, um, which I mean, can work and it can't work um just depending on the person um because i mean if you go too far then yeah so it really just depends on the person i can't really tell you what you should draw from and what you shouldn't from um but i mean i feel like most creatives kind of draw from their own personal experience yeah i think it's it, it creates like a a better connection like even from the acting standpoint like in my um my improv class. So I was like talking to the, the, 
the teacher. And I was like, you have so like you pull out so many random characters out of nowhere. Like, what is it? And he's like, well, one, I, I have the I've been doing this for like years and years and years. So I just have these characters in my back pocket that I access. But also like I've built them off of either you know, people I've seen on TV that I want to emulate or people like people in my family, in my life. And so we even have like that. We had an improv game where they're like, all right, so can you describe your dad, describe your mom and describe these little intricacies. And then we had somebody else try to like play what I described my father as. And that was just, it was hilarious and it's fun, but, but it's the same thing. Like when you really know who that person is, like you can kind of, you can base it off of them and you can kind of like, play with it a little bit like turn up the heat if they're they're kind of crazy but like you could turn it up either make them like extra or like turn it down a little bit and make it muted so like they don't necessarily know that it's them that's being portrayed when you actually like do the thing yeah because then they're like hmm that film looks a lot it's like that sounds yeah yeah um so you do run into that oh no really don't get permission from your family just do it yeah (laughs) just do it done um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say it's just like, I pull mostly from personal experiences, um, and what, like, what I like to focus on. That's what you asked, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, process, still, yeah. um, how I process writing. Um, I'm not that great of a writer, to be honest. Um, I can come up with the ideas, script writing. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Um, I'm not going to say it's, it's very hard. Um, so that's, I will not say that's my expertise. Um, but coming up with concepts, um, I don't know. I guess I see, like, I, I honestly just kind of visually see the scenes in my head. Um, so, I mean, I can start from like the end or I can start at the beginning. Um, usually the beginning and the end are the easiest. It's always the middle. That's the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just like work with that. Um, one of the biggest things I learned when I was out in LA is just you find your characters and then you create different conflicts for them. Cause I always ran into that issue. I'm like, I could build all these characters. I could kind of give them, put them in an environment that they had, but it was finding the right conflicts for them to actually progress the story. Um, so just kind of working with that, like seeing different things that they have to go through and where they continue to go through. Um, but I mean, again, still, I always focus on relationships. Um, I've dealt with <laughs> a lot of different ones in my life. Um, so it's kind of what I geared towards um, mm-hmm. and kind of like how different relationships affect your life, um, different people affect your life. So it's kind of that. And I mean, I guess a lot of stuff that I've written deals with like parents and kids um, Mm -hmm. or lack thereof um, and how that particular thing affects kids later um, or even teenagers or even as adults. Um, People have such a great power over you and kind of make you who you are or if you allow them to make you who you are so yeah that's Ooh, probably that's strong. yeah <clears throat> and that's that it. is a strong statement if you allow them to make you who you are if you allow people to tell you that you can't do what you want to do or you know go for your dreams and like that shapes your life 
Oh, yeah, I mean, it's... Luckily, I ignored that, but, I mean, um, I think people have such a great power to pretty... I mean, not so much tell you what to do, but mm -hmm. whether you know. It's just, like, their actions affect you and how you think of yourself and how you view yourself and how you view the rest of the world. Um, so not getting too personal there. Um, but yeah, it's seen more like on how one person can have such a strong effect on you and pretty much make you who you are, um, mm -hmm. whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, sometimes it can be both. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I, um, <laughs> I think it, it did. It totally did. Okay. So my other question is how did you, how did you find the, the job that you have? Like now that you're, you're back in Virginia and you're working on this, like, can you talk a little bit about your career in the, in the film space? Uh, okay. Um, well, technically I started actually in news production. Um, cause at tech I double majored, in broadcast journalism. Um, did you too? I think yes, you did. did. Okay. I was like, I yeah. can't remember. Um, I feel like we had more theater classes and cinema classes together than broadcast, but yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we may have only had two. Um, I couldn't remember who switched out because everybody was switching everywhere. Um, so yeah, uh, broadcast was always my backup plan. Then it became always have a backup plan because um, it became my plan when I moved back to Virginia. Um, so I started out in news production. So doing camera, audio, all that for the live newscasts um, in the morning. So waking up at zero dark 30 was not fun. Um, seriously, 3.30 a.m. It sucked. <laughs> um, no, but, but there's no traffic. So give it that. Right. Um, unless you're in LA, there's still traffic everywhere all the, all the time, all the time. but Crazy. there is no five o'clock traffic. It's, it's <laughs> all day. It's pick a time and, and yeah. get sit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, enjoy the scenery, um, cars. Um, but <laughs> it's, I mean, I lived there for a year, so no, a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I started there, um, for like a few years. And then luckily a job opened up in commercial production. So of course, send in my real um, portfolio. Mm -hmm. That's like the most important thing to have um, is portfolio and real um, of any work that you've done. So yeah, I just apply. I mean, it was, it, I can't say it was like some great thing um, with that. I mean, I just applied and interviewed and, I guess they liked me enough and thought I was good enough. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, can you talk a little bit about like creating a portfolio and a reel? Like, what, how do you decide what goes in what and like edit it all together? Um, well, it depends on, I guess, what position or like what job that you're going for. Um, cause you're gonna have different reels for like directing, editing, um, cinematography. Um, as far as cinematography, of course, I mean, you want to use your best shots. Um, you want to use something that's got movement, um, best lighting, um, and that general. Um, you don't want to, like, overload it with, like, so I was like, oh, this is an okay shot. It's better for you to have less 
and just what you do have is just very strong composition, strong lighting, um, strong camera work, kind of showing a vast scale of what you can do. So whether mm -hmm. it's like um, shots with gimbals, um, any tracking shots, um, or if it's like stylized lighting, you want to use that. Um, as far as editing, again, you're showcasing your editing. So not only is the demo reel, what you're showing in the demo reel is important, but it's how you edit the demo reel because editing, you're editing. Um, so I can't really give too much words on that one. Um, cause I've never really built an editing demo reel. Um, but again, it's still knowing which scenes that you choose are going to be the strongest. So they know like which ones that you know to pick, um, when it comes to actually, anything film related. Um, and then the same for directing. You want to showcase long, I mean, I'd say like longer scenes. So you're getting the full picture of the actors and how you lead them and then how you lead the story itself. So it's, they're all different on how you showcase everything. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to explain it. I mean, it's, that's kind of like the best way and just like in just working around to see. But I mean, usually a demo reel, you want it to hit between a minute to two minutes, anything longer than that. Nobody's going to be watching that. They'd be clicking it off. So you kind of want to stay closer to like minute, minute 30 for it. So just don't what? overwhelm it with, it's like, Oh, I I've done this. It's like, if the project wasn't like to show that you it's like, Oh, I've done this many X amount of projects is okay. It's like show that in your resume. So they'd see that you've done all this, but it's less is more, honestly, as long as it's your strongest work. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes good sense. So uh, in all of the filmmaking and everything that you do, what is, what's your favorite and why? The camera. I do not like being in front of it. So fact that you got me on here i'm just saying <laughs> yeah i'm special um no i mean yeah i mean i've always lended towards cinematography i will say here over the past few years i've actually started the love editing especially sound editing mm -hmm. um which is a beast in itself and it's a highly underrated um Usually or people kind of cast it off like it's not that important. AKA the Oscars. Um <laughs> really angry about that when they cut. Yeah, don't even get me started. Um, because without a film, yeah. Um, anyway, get off that tangent. Um no, I mean, yeah, it's like I've always that's what actually brought me into film is lighting. Um mm -hmm. it was don't make fun of me. Um, but Chronicles, of, well, not Chronicles of Narnia, but it was Narnia, Prince Caspian, the opening <laughs> sequence. No joke. I was in my dorm room and I was watching it with my friend, Lauren. Well, actually, I was just watching it by myself, but she was in the room. Um, <laughs> and just like that shot was just fantastic. Um, and kind of like in that moment, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is just amazing. Um, so I think, I mean... The camera has so much power to capture emotion and where you place it. 
mm-hmm. can pretty much dictate anything. Um, and making that character feel or be portrayed a certain way by where you put that camera. Um, and lighting at the same time can in- further enhance that and creating different emotions, creating different moods. Um, and the same with care, um, camera. It's like you can create this whole different world and this whole different feeling just in the placement of it. So, I mean, yes, it's good to like capture what the scene is, um, but knowing where to put it um, and putting your character in the frame can change it completely. So, yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah. I'm super excited because, you know, like I'm just putting it out there so like the people know that like my dream is to become like such a personality like Gary Vaynerchuk or Oprah or whatever. And Hannah's going to be like my personal, my personal like photographer, videographer person. That's like I told you. I was like, I watched Peter McKinnon. He's hilarious. Um, so, I mean, I'd follow you around. Yeah, like, I think it's, I think it's great. Like, so she's going to make me look beautiful, guys. I'm so, so excited. Let's let's hope that it okay. only takes a year. <laughs> camera, the camera does not lie, so I can't do any magic. You already look good, so. Oh, girl. No, I look terrible. I love you. I this love is you. You're, you're makeup, so it's late. It's eight. Fabulous. On my time. So. Yeah, it is nine o'clock your time. All right. Um, final question: Who are your mentors in in the industry? Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm a fan of Aronofsky. Um, if I'm going on the directing route, um, again, all of his movies are centralized on the characters themselves and kind of like how they have their own downfalls. Um, Mm -hmm. um, what is the, what is the phrase for it? It's kind of like an obsession that they have. Um, they're all obsessed with certain things and ultimately lead to their utter destruction. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you requiem drugs. Yeah. (laughs) There's that. She likes dark stuff, y'all dark stuff. (laughs) That's like, that's the surface level. It's just like the, I was like, you've got the mother who was like, yeah, she got on speed spoiler. Uh, If you've never seen it, um, it's not for the faint heart. Um, No, no, it's not. (laughs) I think I let my friend Lauren watch it and she was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, she never watched a movie that I recommended after it, but it's fine. <laughs> as long as you make truffles, it's, it's totally fine. I'll watch whatever yeah. you recommend. <laughs> it's a good movie. So, I mean, just, I pre-warn people. Um, but I mean, it's like, yeah, with the mom, like she was obsessed with, I was like, yeah, she was obsessed with losing weight to get into this red dress. It's like, but she was just wanting to be loved and be like admired again. Um, and just kind of loving herself. And of course, black Swan, she wanted to be <laughs> the best ballerina. So that obsession. So, I mean, I was like, I can keep going on and on and on mm-hmm. how all these movies are. Um, but I mean, it's really just kind of showing the characters themselves and how they can allow themselves to kind of take over themselves and utterly destroy themselves. Um, so yeah. I mean, I think he's just a good storyteller um, in that way. Um, 
Nolan as well. Um, mm -hmm. Guy's a genius. I'm not going to lie. Um, he should have been a part of Man of Steel and all those because I think Superman would have been a lot better if, I mean, he was a producer. But if he had been a part, like, yeah, it would have been better. So, <laughs> um, I loved Man of Steel. I don't care what anybody says either. That one was great. Storytelling. Um, so gorgeous. Yep. That's <laughs> I watch I watch movies based off how people look. That's all, that's obviously what I'm. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was better in Immortals. See, I, you're Jason Momoa. It's just too much. Too much. He's beautiful. That's a whole nother. Like this is a whole nother discussion. We can talk about like men in in the in the film industry and how this Holland. battle. Tom Holland's adorable. Oh. But we can both agree. Tom Holland, that's all I got to say. I love Tom Holland, so we can agree on that one. Um, I think he's amazing. I love that he can just, like, flip back and forth between his British and his, his American accent. It's friggin' ridiculous. And he has a theater background, so that also, like, just bestowed my heart. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd say Nolan. Um I think he's a director that really cares about the actors. I mean, him and Scorsese really mm -hmm. care about putting their actors in the environment. I think that's like so many movies now is like, we want to rely on CG and effects and it's like green screens. So you kind of lose, you lose your actors in that sense. I, like I can't speak so much for acting. You can more. Um, but I'm like, it's like putting somebody is like where they just got green screen around them. I'm like, yeah, they can act. So it's like, but being able to actually put them in those environments is mm -hmm. like, you're going to get a stronger, more believable performance because I'm like, they actually feel like they're there. It's a little bit harder to act to a tennis ball. Um, oh yeah. I would I, like in speaking to that, like when I like my improv class, for, <clears throat> for example, it's like absolutely no props. It's just like you and the other actors that are like on stage with you. Maybe there's a chair, but like you have to kind of having to remember, all right, I picked up a cup that's like quote unquote a cup or whatever and put it back down. And like, what are all these things and what's the shape of it and maintaining that shape. So like if you're holding a bowl, you can't like bring your fingers in and make the bowl smaller. You're crushing the bowl in essence. So like it makes it harder when you don't have have the pieces with you and you don't have the scene around you. Yes. You can put yourself in that mindset and you can like with practice can do it. But I do think that it's a lot easier to tap into your space and into the, the mind frame and like where you are and what you're doing when you're in the situation. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> I will go to those, they don't rely so much. I mean, yeah, they use CGI. I mean, everybody does. Um, but I feel like they don't rely on it as much as like, and you actually get more real rich stories from them. Um, and the same with Del Toro, um, the man, the, the monster man, man of monsters, whatever. Um, he does not need CGI to create these characters. It was like, he actually mm -hmm. built the characters. And I feel like we lose so much in that it's just like when it comes to cgi so it's like lion king not live action it is still cgi um, right but i was just like i was like give me a movie it's like yes it could be a little bit more difficult i love animals so probably doing a live action lion king would be impossible um but they did it with jungle book way back in the day 
with Carrie Ells. So look it up. It's really good. Um, I, I've totally seen that one. Oh, you have? Okay. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, I think I have it like on VHS somewhere over the rainbow, probably still at my parents' house at this point. But I think it's yeah. on Hulu. Um, but I mean, so just being like, I just appreciate directors that are willing to actually create the characters, create the worlds, because it's like as a viewer, it's like I can look at it and be like, oh, that's CGI. It's like versus like I can look at it and be like, I'm more enraptured in what I'm mm-hmm. actually seeing because it's actually real life. Um, so yeah. kind of going on that standpoint, um, I appreciate them um, on that. Um, the I'd say this editor and sound editor, um, I can't remember the name, um, for the movie Baby Driver. Guy's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's such a good movie. It was. And it's like, and how it was crafted so much, like, everything went with the music. It was I mean, I know, like, when he was actually shooting it and editing it, he was planning it to the music. Um, he'd already built the soundtrack. Um, but I just think editing like that is just genius, in my opinion, um, and just really is inspiring to me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, baby driver. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, and I mean, well, and the same with, like, Drive. It's the same kind of feeling um, with that. But, yeah, I would say that's probably the most that I can think of right now when it comes to, like, specifically editing. Um, Because, like I said, I'm, like, really getting into it more now. Um, But I think that one was one that stuck with me so much. Now I need to look up who the editor was because I can't remember. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and as far as cinematography, uh, Lubeski, he's a genius. gorgeous that guy knows how to shoot um why am i forgetting it golden hour um yeah Mm -hmm. he knows how to do natural lighting i mean i love natural light um don't get me wrong i love studio lighting i mean supernatural like clearly that's studio lighting um and very like moody like so Mm -hmm. i mean i would say like the lighting um and camera team on supernatural are a massive inspiration to me um but I would say, yeah, Lubeski, how he deals with natural lighting is amazing. I mean, if you've seen Tree of Life, Revenant, uh, Night of Cups, which is a really weird movie. Um, still don't really understand what happened. Um, <laughs> uh, to the Wonder is another. Um, all fantastic, just beautifully shot um, compositions. Like, yeah, you just have to see it. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous piece Beautiful. of work. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say that's when I come to like more natural lighting, I'll look at that and then um, I'll always be Peaky Blinders is good, too, um, with how they do like more like studio lighting. So, but okay, I had to look up because, I mean, they have different DPs for that. So it's like a vast amount of people. So I can't give you a specific name for that. But yeah, <laughs> is he's yeah. A genius. So a genius. I wish I could be him. Like I wish I could do what he does. It's insane. So but yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Um yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so if anyone wanted to check out any of your, your works, your photography, all of that good stuff, where could they find it? Well, I still have to buy the domain. Um, I mean, it's on, um, the link is on my Facebook page um, that I've got Hannah Deloach Photography. Um, I think it's linked on there. See, I'm really mm -hmm. terrible, honestly, when you were saying this is like you need to keep up with it. Um, I will honestly say that I do not. Um, I mean, especially now that I've been in this job, like I've kind of pushed it on the back burner. Um, mm -hmm. But like that is like the biggest thing is like if you want to get into this, um, especially freelancing it, it's all about like constantly doing work over and over and over and just pushing it out there um, through social media and just getting your name out there. Because again, it's just like nobody's going to know who you are if you're just sitting back and being like, Ooh, come to me. Cause they're not going to, right. Um, there's too many people out there now that are photographers or they're wanting to be or anything. So it's, you kind of have to really market yourself. So I'm not the best for that. Um, especially okay. I'm in this position, so it's like <laughs> come to me. So, but it's okay. I'll start sending you stuff to edit, and then we'll we'll build your yeah. portfolio that way. So you can tell me, you know, you're the social person. I'm not. Yes, I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so so much for joining me this evening. I really I appreciated I it. I you were awesome. You taught me all the things. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> we'll see. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your evening. Thank everyone for watching, listening, all that good stuff. And of course, check out Hannah because she's awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more me, your girl T, please follow me on my other social media outlets. The links are in the description of this podcast. And as always, if you want a little wine time with your girl, please visit www.winedivatiera.com and shop your sips.